thrilled to be here. Thank you for joining me every Sunday morning at 11 here on 88.7 FM WLUW. Got an hour uninterrupted of your favorite small town kid. Go to the Loyola Phoenix, Nick Schultz. I know Sister Gene pretty well. I think he's the sports editor there. He is. He's a sports editor. Great. Yeah. Sports good, columnist, sports writer. And, uh, and there's a, there's... I'd be lying if I said I wasn't watching baseball in class. Nick Schultz, who is a, a rising star in this profession. Our guy, Nick Schultz, covers Loyola for the student newspaper there, the Loyola Phoenix. I have to keep pinching myself <laughs> and asking if this is real. I cannot believe this is happening. I'm a poor, starving college student, so I would say I was physically here, but I wouldn't say I was mentally here. Another great weekend of Valley Hoops in the books and two really good games today. Loyola Chicago and Bradley, Indiana State, Southern Illinois. They were, this is very much how Valley basketball should be. I, uh, this is how I expected the season to go. And especially Loyola Bradley, I kept saying could be series of the year. This is how I expected yesterday's game to go. Ramblers come back to beat the Braves 65-58. Salukis of Southern Illinois just couldn't. Finish off the comeback, ended up falling to Indiana State 69-66 to at Holman Center. Yeah, awesome stuff. Comment, any anything you want to comment. I probably won't talk much about the officiating, so leave that out of there. But feel free to comment along. I do this for you guys. Sound off about anything Valley Hoops today. We're going to talk about a lot of it. And this, I'm starting with the Loyola game because, I mean, obviously it's my alma mater, but... The Ramblers turned it on in the second half, outscore the Bradley Braves 40-29 to in the second half to win the game 65-58. to I couldn't find the clip fast enough of Stephen A. Smith talking about Aaron Rodgers, but Marquise Kennedy is a bad man. I mean, that kid, holy cow, he balled out. 18 points, 5-9 shooting, 7-8 of eight from the free throw line, which is oh so nice. Three steals, all off the bench. He took over this game off the bench, and that just tells you everything you need to know about this game. The fact that he can come in as a sophomore, the sixth man of the year, off the bench, make an impact like that in this game, that's uh, that's the tale of the tape right there because Cameron Crutwig was a non-factor in this one. You heard it on the broadcast multiple times. Bradley shut down Crutwig, and part of that has to do with Porter Moser's game plan in the first half. Not really sure how I felt about it, more on that in a second. But Crutwig finished with 7 points, 3 of 5 shooting, 3 rebounds, 2 assists. I think that's a season low for him in points. But Keith Clemens, big, 15 points, 4 of 8 shooting. All of his made field goals came from 3-point territory and 3 of 4 from free throw line. So two Ramblers in double figures, and they still managed to win this game. And the first half, I mean, that I really wasn't sure about that game plan. In the first half, Loyola went 6 for 18 from beyond the three-point line. 18 shots just from downtown. That's it. It's all from three-point territory. They took 23 shots in the half. Not sure how I felt about that. Second half was better. Three of 11, not a good percentage, but better shot selection, at least, in the second half. 10 of 25 in the half. They shot 37.5% for the game. Not great, but you find ways to win games. 20-28 from the free throw line. They missed a few too many free throws for my liking in the second half, but didn't matter when you come out on top against a good Bradley team. This Bradley team, I keep saying, 
They are one of the top teams in the Missouri Valley. There's no doubt in my mind that they're in that top three conversation. I keep bringing up my three blocks. One of these days I will write it down when I do one of these. I will write down my three tiers of the Missouri Valley. Your top three, Loyola, Bradley, Drake in any order. Your 10th team is Illinois State. Sorry, Redbird Twitter. And then four through nine is just the rest of the teams in any order. I think it can fall any way, shape, or form. But all in all, that game in Peoria, it's a classic right there. And I, th- I also buried my lead here. Marquise Kennedy almost had a double-double, 18 points, nine rebounds, by the way. I buried my lead there. Sorry about that. I Just getting on the air. I mean, that was right after the final buzzer I jumped on here. And Loyola had 12 votes in the AP poll today. I didn't tweet that. I saw that late. But 12 votes in the AP poll. People are talking about rank Loyola. Drake needs to be ranked first. But Loyola needs to be getting votes in that AP Top 25 poll. Absolutely no doubt in my mind. Let's get to your comments because I saw a few. Oops, let's get this going. Who do we have? Josh Betts. Hello, friends, for an intro. I like it. Yeah, I got to pay tribute to Jim Nance. I love Jim Nance. Uh, Blurred Vision, my guy. Kennedy needs more minutes. I mean, I agree with you. And he played, how many did he play tonight? He played 21 minutes off the bench and almost had a double-double. Yes, Marquise Kennedy needs more minutes. He was sixth man of the year last year for a reason. And the impact he had on this game today, I mean, he... I, if he's down with a back injury this week, it's from carrying the team. Because he put that team on his back and carried them in that second half. He was huge down the stretch. And that's what you like to see from a guy like that. He could, He's the type of guy who can make that happen. He is that explosive of a player. He has the talent. I know Abby Schnabel at the Loyola Phoenix tweeted this too. He can jump out of the freaking building. He is so good at what he does. And he can do that in the second half, put the team on his back, and carry them to a victory. What else do we have here? Uh, who's? I think that's Paul Check. I think that's how you. I think that's how you say your last name there. Why did Norris get more minutes at the beginning of the season? Keese is clearly better all around. You see, the the thing here is, Braden Norris is a three point guy. It, you knew that from when he was at Oakland. He's got the talent. It's there. I mean, he had seven points tonight on a rough shooting night, two of seven. He's got the talent. I do like Braden in the starting lineup. Marquise, Marquise does better off the bench. I am a you you heard me say it multiple times. I am a big advocate of especially the younger players. See the game develop on the bench, then jump in the lineup and get into the rhythm of the game. Instead of being in the starting lineup and getting caught in whatever rhythm the game is and you're losing track of it. You saw that last year. Marquise started out of the gate. Now, granted, this was as a freshman. They lost Clayton Custer and Marcus Towns, so you got to think context here, but it proves my point. In the starting lineup, Marquise was effective, but not what he was off the bench. Once he moved to the six-man role, you saw what he did. He can settle in, and he can be that go-to guy off the bench, and that's really good for his development because whether it be next year or the year after, when the senior class leaves, he's going to be the guy. So, yeah, I like Marquise off the bench. And look at the, looking at the minutes breakdown again, Braden played 30 minutes. He's also scrappy on defense. Like, it doesn't really show up much in the stat sheet. I like Braden's defense. I like what he does off the ball on offense as well. So, yeah, I, I think Marquise needs more minutes. 21 minutes was less than I thought he'd get. I'd like him to get a few more. But all in all, what he's doing with his minutes, keep it going. Especially, I mean, especially off the bench. To do something like that, so good. So great to see. What else do we have here? What other fun we got? 
Seeing that come back like that gives me a lot of mixed emotions from blurred vision. Yeah, I I liked it. I'm going to go on the record and say this. Last year's Loyola team doesn't win this game. The value of experience right here. You saw it tonight. All the experience on this roster. I know it's basically the same roster. The only difference is Bruno Skokna is not there and Jalen Pipkins isn't there. I get that. But the experience of last year, losing like they did at Arch Madness, not being able to finish games during the regular season, prepared them for a game like this. And it's, I mean, Bradley didn't play its best game in the second half. I mean, first half, 46% from the field, 40% from outside. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to put you in a little bit of a hole. But the second half, the Braves came back 2 of 13 from outside, 10 of 28 from the field as a whole. I mean, you got to, Bradley didn't have the best second half offensively, but that's where the defense locked down. And that's where this Loyola team was able to finish off that game. They were able to go out there and they were able to come back. I mean, they were down, what what, what I say the score was at halftime? 29 to 25 at halftime. They were down four and ended up winning 65 to 58. Yeah, I'm telling you, last year's Loyola team doesn't win this game. The leadership this year the experience this year made the difference today so the mixed emotions I get as as a fan you don't want to see your team have to come back and I want to say the largest deficit Bradley's largest lead according to this was 10 points 37 to 27 so you ended up coming back from a maximum of 10 points down to win 65 to 58 yeah that's a lot of emotions as a fan but looking at it from that, the context I just put it in, after last year's team, we kept hearing last year they couldn't finish off games very well. They had trouble finishing games. They went on these scoring droughts, and it put them in a hole. They couldn't finish games. Now you see how they learned from that and were able to apply that today against a very good Bradley team. Now, they're without Ari Boya, and there was uh, Deshaun Henry was also out for Bradley. So there was out two big names. That's important to note. And Elijah Childs had four fouls with 12 minutes to go in the game or something like that. So Bradley didn't have its best player in Elijah Childs for most of the second half. But all in all, a lot of good things to take away from this game. I want to go back to the game plan here before I get to more comments. Did anyone, if you read the Peoria Journal star, Dave, Dave Aminian done a great job taking over for Dave Reynolds on the Bradley beat. He does this, I, it's, Brand new. I've only seen this like once where he talks to players in the post-game Zoom and he asks them rapid-fire questions. And today I was reading it. One of the questions, just like a phrase and word association. Dave said, Cameron Crutwig. And Elijah Childs said, he can't guard me. Well, that's bulletin board material right there if I've ever seen it. And I'm not, I'm not saying I agree with him or disagree with him. But that's bulletin board material at its finest. So the first half, when... Loyola kept just chucking up threes. And I mean, it's safe to say they were just chucking up threes. They only took five baskets, five shots from inside the arc. Five. They shot 18 three-pointers. The fact that it wasn't going through Crutwig, if I'm Cameron Crutwig, I'm sitting there going, I got bulletin board material here. I want to, I want to, prove, this, I want to prove this guy wrong. I want to be able to beat him on offense and on defense. So, yeah, I, I was surprised at the game plan in the first half. But the second half felt looked like this settled into a rhythm and the offense flowed a lot better on the Loyola side. And uh, 14 turnovers, not a good number. 11 assists on 18 made field goals is good, but the 14 turnovers, got to crack down on those. I got more comments here. Let me move this up. Uh, who do we have? Talk about consistency or lack thereof. Well, consistency, that's from uh, Skyway Chicago. You know, consistency this year, you've got to 
you got to look at it from a perspective of they're playing back-to-back games. That's a grind. I've talked about this a lot. That is a grind to play back-to-back games against the same opponent in this league. The Valley's a grind when you're not playing back-to-back games. When you're playing the same opponent twice in a season, you play one in the fir- once in the first half of the year, once in the second half. It's a grind to begin with. So consistency you've got to take with a grain of salt this year. It's, it's across the league, too. I mean, I mean, we talk about Loyola's consistency the last couple of years after the Final Four, and, I mean, you can blame experience, you can blame immaturity, you can just blame, like, not shooting the ball well. There's a lot of different factors there. So I, I don't look at consistency too much. Now that we're getting into the stretch, the home stretch of the season where things are picking up a little bit, Arch Madness is just over a month away, as crazy as that sounds, assuming we can get there in this COVID environment that we're playing college basketball in. That's You've got to look at it from that perspective. Like, you've got to... There's a lot of context you have to take with this season. It's an, I don't know if you've heard this, but it's an unprecedented time right now. We've never seen anything like this. I'm, I'm making a joke, obviously, but I don't mean to like make light of the situation, but you get what I'm saying. Obviously, I don't have to tell you that this is a new situation for everybody. We all have to adjust. Just think about that when, you're, when we're bringing up consistency in that. You've got to take that into consideration as well. Uh, you make great, great points. Haha, <laughs> mixed emotions comment. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Blurred Vision. Appreciate you. Happy about the comeback. Shows maturity. Concerned about consistency. Yeah, I, I know. I get what you're saying, Steve. I really do. But, I mean, the fact that Loyola dominated Valpo like they did on Wednesday. I mean, that was pure domination. Nothing else to say about that. Then to go into Bradley and dominate Bradley in the first half yesterday. Grand second half, they let off the gas a little bit, but they still won handily. They played... Three games over a span of, what's today? Today's Monday. They played on Wednesday against Valpo. So they played three games over a period of five days. Yeah, the third game, they're going to be tired. I mean, same with Bradley. I mean, Bradley's, they did the same thing. Three games in five days. I mean, you got to take a step back here and think about the big picture, which is the season is a grind. And you saw both teams. Loyola, obviously... Came out sluggish. Bradley finished sluggish. It's it's just the way it goes this year. In, in this COVID environment, it's the name of the game with consistency. I mean, I hate to keep going back to it, but you got to take a step back, look at the big picture, and understand, like, consistency, it... Yes, you want consistency, especially as a fan and as a coach. You want your consistency there. But this year, you've got to just accept the fact there's going to be times where they're going to be looking like a different team. Just... Roll with the punches, and if, if you're Loyola, roll with the punches and come back. It's just, that's going to be the way it goes the rest of the year. I don't have any more comments. I do want to get to the Southern Illinois-Indiana State game. While we were all watching Loyola Bradley on CBS Sports Network, Southern Illinois was taking on Indiana State, and that was a really good game. Now, Southern Illinois doesn't have Marcus Domask. He's out game to game or week to week with an injury. But the Salukis... Went into Holman Center in Terre Haute, Indiana, and they only lost by three, 69 to 66. It came down to the end. Lance Jones missed a three pointer with seven seconds left. Anthony D'Avanzo got the rebound. Stephen Verplanken put up a second three, and that missed. Cooper Nice got the defensive rebound. It was game over. But Jones had 25 points tonight for the Salukis, and also uh, Verplanken had 11. 
I love the Southern Illinois team. They're not, again, they're not in my, in my tiers. They're not in my top three, but they're one of the better teams in the league this year. You can't, you can't take any team in the Valley lightly this year, especially Southern Illinois with the way, the way they play on defense. And Brian Mullins as a coach, I, I love Brian Mullins' coaching style. He's coming from the Porter Moser coaching tree. A lot, of, a lot of aspects from that, but a lot of his own stuff as well. Southern Illinois is a good team this year, and they, like I said, they were without their best player and only lost by three to an Indiana State team that's not bad, not great, if that makes any sense. That was another thriller in the Valley today. Very curious to see what happens with Domask. Obviously, huge loss for Southern Illinois. It's, that, that is a big blow to the lineup, but it's the next man up mentality. And Lance Jones, 25 points, 9-17 to 17 shooting. 3 of 8 from 3 point. SIU played well despite not having Marcus Domask. SIU's quality depth isn't talked about enough, in my opinion. That's from Best Sports Beat. Yeah, they're a deep team. Last year, all those new faces, and they finished, what, they finished fifth? Did they finish fifth in the league last year? Someone get that, someone find that out for sure. I don't have it in front of me right now. Either way, Brian, I voted for Brian Mullins as coach of the year last year. Now, this year, it's similar story. Younger team. Great player Marcus Domask, some high-caliber players on the bench. This is a good Southern Illinois team. And you, you saw that tonight in Holman Center. Absolutely. I could not talk about that game. And on the Indiana State side, Tyreek Key, 23.7 rebounds. And Cooper Nice had 12 points. He's I am on the bandwagon for Cooper Nice for most improved team. The only player outside of the starting lineup who didn't score for Indiana State was Tobias Howard. He had five points. So of the 69 points that Indiana State scored, 64 came from the starting lineup. So I worry about Indiana State's depth going into the second game. Obviously, that's the, that's the thing. With these back-to-back games, it's all about depth. And I think, I think you're seeing why Loyola pulled off this game today against Bradley. Marquise Kennedy had 18 points and 9 rebounds off the bench. Yes, and they did finish fifth last year. How's that for a memory, huh? I can't remember what I had for dinner last night, but I can tell you that's how you finished fifth in the league. But, yeah, it's all about depth, and that's what worries me about Indiana State is they had five bench points. That's it. Some comments coming in from the, pro, from the post-game press conference from Loyola Bradley. It's from uh, my guy Larry Larson at the Bradley Scout. does a great job covering the Braves there. Uh, this is from head coach Brian Ward. LaValle is good this year, but that Loyola team, that's an NCAA tournament team this, right there. You heard that on the broadcast tonight? Tim Doyle was just singing the praises of this Loyola Ramblers team. I mean, he, was, he is over the moon happy with Porter Moser and this team this year. And they, I think that's an NCAA caliber team. I'm not sure they're going to win. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if they're going to – I don't want to say win. I'm not sure they're going to make it with an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament. It, it, I don't know if the Valley's going to have an at-large bid. But, yeah, that's, that's some – High praise from Brian Wardle and John Rothstein at CBS Sports. Say the dates. February 13th and 14th, two regular season meetings between Loyola Chicago and Drake. That's series of the year. Absolutely. I thought Loyola Bradley be series of the year. The first game kind of ruined that. The second game was a thriller, obviously. First game kind of ruined any shot of this series being series of the year. Loyola Chicago Drake is going to be appointment viewing. I might actually do periscopes after both games of that one because it's going to be so much fun. And I, I can, I don't have any Valentine's Day plans other than to watch that game. So I will gladly be watching that, be live on here. That is what I'm looking forward to that so much. Like that, that is coming up. If you're doing the math, 
that is coming up in a little in just about three weeks, a little less than three weeks. But yeah, I will. I am so excited for that series because I mean Drake, obviously coming off a of COVID pause, they play their first game post COVID tomorrow, Tuesday against Missouri State. I'm gonna pay attention to that game and see how Drake comes out after a COVID shutdown because we've seen the trend across college basketball. Teams have a COVID shutdown. They come out kind of sluggish. They need to get in a rhythm. It takes them a little while to get back in a groove of a game setting because you can't simulate that. Very curious to see how Drake does next or tomorrow at Missouri State. Let's get to some other games as I wrap up here. Again, tomorrow, Southern Illinois, Indiana State game two in Terre Haute and the aforementioned Drake-Missouri State game. And that the second game of that series will be on Wednesday. That's the only game on Wednesday. And then Thursday, Bradley Valparaiso. That will round out the slate until Saturday when we start back up full Valley action. But the story of the night, Loyola coming back from a 10-point second-half deficit to beat the Bradley Braves 65-58 to on the back of Marquise Kennedy, 18 points, 9 rebounds, 3 steals, 2 assists. An incredible game in Peoria. Loyola's an NCAA tournament caliber team. I hope they make it. I hope they get some AP votes. And it's all, it is all over my Twitter timeline tonight that what a job Porter Moser is doing at Loyola, especially beating a very good Bradley team. This is not a bad team by any means. I still say they're a top three team in the league. They're without Ari Boya and Deshaun Henry. But with those two in the lineup, this Bradley team is dangerous and can make a run at another Arch Madness title. Absolutely. They've won the last two. They could easily make a run at a third straight. I'm not sure that's going to happen. we got to get there first in this COVID environment. I don't have any more comments on here, so I'm going to go ahead and sign off. Thank you, everybody, for watching, as always. If I don't talk to you beforehand, I will talk to you on Sunday on WUWFM Radio at Loyola Chicago. It'll be on Sunday at 11. Talking Valley Basketball and the Chicago professional sports scene. Hope to talk to you then. Maybe I'll open the mailbag this week. We'll see what happens. Stay tuned for that. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, wear a mask, everybody. Thank you again for watching. Have a great night.